everybody, thanks for coming back and listening. SMQB's episode nine. Uh, this is a fun episode. You know, like everyone, we've all been sort of socially distanced and stuck away from our friends. But this week, we got to uh, be together to record our first podcast when we're all in the same room. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to cover the first part of the first weekend of March Madness. We're going to talk a little bit about taunting and when it crosses the line and our punchable face of the week. And so it's just overall, it's a good time. Thanks for listening and uh, have some fun. Enjoy. It's when the people climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people, my hands the roof, dancing on the ceiling, on the people, I got people on the dancing on the people, I got people. SMQBs number nine. This is a big, big day for the SMQBs. At long last, we saw pictures of Carson Wentz in his Indianapolis. Oh, come on. Come on. That's how we're starting. Beautiful. That's how we're starting. It's our first live episode. We're all together for the first time ever recording one of these, not on Zoom. You are looking live. Amazing. We're all still alive. Cheers. 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 SMQBs. Let's hope we live through this. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what's going on? What are we we here to talk about today? There's a little hoops. Well, it is March. Yeah. There's a tournament going on. There's been a lot of madness lately. There's been a ton of madness here. That's for sure. Let's take a look back at some of our picks from last week. Uh, First and foremost, well, well, we're we're recording this on Saturday, so we're we've got the South first round in the bag and Midwest, and we're in progress in the East and West. But uh, what was almost the most amazing pick of last week was House, who came just short of picking Oral Roberts to beat Ohio State. How, how did you get there? Just a bit outside. Listen, <clears throat> here's the thing. Watching March Madness all these years, I feel like it's guard play. I feel like it's well-coached teams. And I do feel like it's teams who have faced a gauntlet of tough teams during the season. And when I was looking at Oral Roberts, I can't confess that I've watched Oral Roberts play any games during the season. But when I was looking at their roster, when I was looking at the games they played during the year... I thought this team is going to give Ohio State fits because they score a lot of points, because they have faced some really tough competition from the big five schools. And I just thought that um, they matched up very, very well with Ohio State. I'm disappointed in myself that I didn't go all the way and just lay it on the table. I mean, bigger balls and you would have done it. Yeah. Bigger balls and you would have done it. So what we now know is I have small little nuts, but, but... what a game. I mean, yeah. what a game. That kid, that kid, Mac, Max Aismas, wow, holy mackerels. You have speed and talk about creating your own shot. That That's an upset we'll remember for a long time. Yeah. Damn good call. Damn well, good call. Only yeah. the ninth time a 15 seed's beating a two, so it's, it's historic. I mean, that's just what makes the tournament so much fun, too, because you're watching it and you're like, nah, this isn't going to really happen, right? This isn't – they're, they're going to pull it out. They'll, they'll come back, and then – you know, they don't, and, and that's I mean that's what makes the tournament so much fun. You know, on the topic of almost damn good calls, Milk in the Midwest 
told us <laughs> last week <laughs> I want that that Liberty was going to test Oklahoma State, and we all laughed at him. Yes, they they did end up losing by nine, and and actually Oklahoma State covered, but it was very tight. Had they actually they had a three point lead at half, um, and you know they same thing that Toby just said. They played. They had a strong out of conference schedule at the beginning of the year, and you know they were they were prepared. Well, I think we also might have mocked you a little bit for picking Rutgers over Clemson, although I, I have Rutgers in my bracket. But. Yeah, Rutgers, nice win last night. I've got them actually beating Houston in the next round. Not happening. That is not happening. Uh, really? We'll see. It, yeah, we'll, we'll see next week. Stat. Remember this on this recording okay. right here. Eight top 25 games played, one, one win. <laughs> All right, so Milk, now that you're feeling like Mr. Big Balls in this conversation... Let's talk about your San Diego State. Oh, yeah. oh. was that Aztecs or upset? Look, look, right, no. Can we just before yeah. we do this? Can we just apologize to our listener because anybody who or the, the one listener who listened and, and listened went with our picks probably is not doing very well in their bracket. <laughs> probably right not. And a big part of that is milk in San Diego State. No. I, Sorry, listeners, I ruined my bracket. Here's the Thank thing. you. Okay, the one thing that was gonna hurt me in this game was if that I annoying buddy Bay Ham or whatever, whatever his name is. Bayheim? Bayheim. That'd be yeah. Jim's yeah. I know who he is. You can tell how much he knows about Dude, basketball. Mm-hmm. I know. If if the only way that Syracuse was gonna win was if he went off and he went off. Thirty points, um uh, and yeah, I mean it's horrible. That's them, that's the way he rolls. Yeah. Anytime but, a Bayheim is succeeding, I'm in a bad mood. So this I is thought San Diego State would be prepared for that, and I don't know. You must not have watched the tape on the ACC games that Bayheim was on fire. Right. You make some sort of defensive uh, plan around that, but clearly they didn't because they got blown out, and I've lost my uh, grade eight team. So. And I believe Toby was also all over San Diego State, too. I like them. I, I, was, yeah, I, I like them. too, but that's because you told me to be. I know I'm mad at you. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, you totally screwed me, and I am holding you responsible for my <sighs> shitty bracket. Thanks a lot, Milk. Thanks, Milk. By the way, I did take Syracuse, but, you know, beside the point. Well, Pope, Pope I mean, Stradamus. I took UNC right. because, because what, Pope probably has some connection. We, you know, before we end the rest of these games, I, keep, <laughs> I mean, we probably should just get out on the table our, our loyalties, right, for the for the listeners, like who we who our loyalties are. Yeah, I'd we'll like to do Pope last because he has like 12 of them. Right. But, you know, House... What, what, it might be 13 know. by the time we get to me. Yeah. House, what do, what do you got? Well, as a Villanova law student, I can't... And growing up five minutes from Villanova my whole life, I've... Uh, I've lived with the Wildcats for many, many years, celebrated their championships. Villanova's my squad, and I told you guys last week that it was an in-vogue pick to pick Winthrop, but Winthrop didn't play on anybody all season long and believe in the Wildcats, and Villanova showed up, and now they get the mean green of North Texas. You're going to see Villanova in the Sweet 16. I've in Villanova. Wow. Yeah, I've got Villanova yeah. winning again. I, I, I haven't... Beating. Who did you? Well, no one. Had, you, you had a beating Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, yeah, I had a beating Purdue. Wooster, what's your loyalty in the tournament? Who, who are you rooting for? Well, I'm a fan of the UConn Huskies men's and women's team. Great. I uh, grew up in Connecticut, and uh, you know, That's a lot of just, national championships. I think Dan Danny Hurley has got the got him back. UConn's back, baby. Milk. 
Go Gators. Da, na, 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 na. Go. Who will be facing Oral Roberts for a chance to go to the Sweet 16? Sorry for your lot, loss. A lot better than Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I didn't go to Florida. Let's just get that on the table. Because <laughs> I know you're going to get that out of the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My parents went there. I grew up going to Florida football games. Been a Gator fan my entire life. Uh, they're my team. I'm going to turn my two sons into Gators. Their mother went to Florida State, and I told Knowles. I made a deal early on. Mixed marriage. They will be raised Gators. Mm. Mm. It's good that you got that out of the way. Yeah. 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 Well, way to put way to put on the pants there, Milk. Yeah. Yeah. Way to be. F- We've noticed that you really kind of wear the pants. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. If we have a if we have a girl, yeah. she could be a Knoll. That seems fair. That's so totally that was fair. the deal. That seems fair. Right. There you go. What about you, Bison? What do you got? Hoya Saxa. Oh, We're in a little bit of mourning today. Though. Yeah. Uh, the, the program, uh, uh, you know, unlike most of you guys, though, I actually have a degree from Georgetown, so I can uh, root for the team. I don't have a degree it is my, It is my alma mater. Uh, it was a fun run in the Big East tournament. You know, I think you got you got some kids playing, and, and they, was just, they were outmatched and, and probably – Spent all their emotional energy last weekend anyway, but that's okay. It was a big step for us to get back to the tournament. So well, Colorado couldn't stop making three pointers. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk about that more later. Yeah. But that's that's my team though, and I was just happy to see them in the tourney this year. Well, that leaves sixty-one teams for Pope yeah, to cover. Here yeah, Pope. here we go. Yeah, yeah. All right. So obviously, if you picked up the listeners, you picked up. I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan. Also in mourning today. Didn't expect them to go to the Final Four, but. Uh, certainly expected them to get at least past the first round. Uh, but we had three national championships uh, with Roy Williams, so I'm just not that disappointed. Um, you know, I am Carolina guy because I lived there during the Michael Jordan years. Went to Carolina games with Michael Jordan and James Worthy and Sam Perkins and just grew up, uh, uh, you know, brainwashed by Carolina. Um, I do have a team left, uh, Alabama. <laughs> Welcome to Brian Pope, listeners. Oh, here we go. Here, yeah. here we go. I'd like to just what? say it's halftime of the game. It We're is. Only up by one. Alabama's up by one. I I, I agree. I I will readily uh, you know tell everybody uh, they're not going to be surprised. I was an Alabama football fan, Bear Bryant, when I was a kid. That was I lived there nine years, and so I you know big time Alabama football fan. Moved to Chapel Hill, became a North Carolina basketball fan. Yes, I know it's entirely hypocritical, and as a result of that, I do have a lot of championships, but I, I can take the heat. Um, I didn't go to either school, shockingly. I went to Southern Methodist University, undergrad in law, and but for the death penalty, you know, I'm sure they'd be up there too. Well, wait a second, Pope. I, I want to send some congrats to you today on your big victory because I'm pretty sure you were born in New Orleans. So congrats on LSU today. Oh, yeah. That's a right. big one. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and also yeah. and also Pope, you live in the state of Texas, so that's a big game coming up later today. Well, I already I already yeah. take so North Texas is only thirty miles. <laughs> I mean, if we're claiming North the Texas, Texas, and Dallas, and right? yeah. Texas Tech is just an hour southwest. Florida. Guns up, Pope. Gun, we're guns talking up. about Texas teams. And we've stayed in Colorado a little bit together recently. Oh, yeah, so. that's true. I, I was in Boulder for a deposition recently, so yeah. And you ate at a, a Chinese restaurant that had the best egg rolls ever one time, and the guy serving you was wearing an Oral Roberts shirt. So ever since then, you've <laughs> yeah. the Oral Roberts team, that's too. Right. right, well, let's ask everybody if they think that's true. <laughs> Well, but I love March Madness, guys. I mean, 
what a tournament in just one day. It's that's what we we're here for is to watch the upsets. Nothing's predictable. If you have chalk in your tournament bracket, you're already screwed. But Pope, for real, what what did happen to your Carolina Tar Heels? I mean, I'm surprised. I picked Wisconsin to win that. Game. Oh, of course you did. Yeah. So yeah, Carolina became, did. you know, kind of a Vegas favorite. Uh, they played better at the end of the year, but this was a really inconsistent team. It was young. Uh, the guard play was lacking. They had never had a perimeter threat. Big guys, you know, they could shoot, but um, it, it, they couldn't do it all themselves. Uh, I'm not going to blame COVID, but I think, you know, it's really interesting for all of the teams. If you look at it, it's a weird year. They never had a chance to gel, not just North Carolina, but a lot of other teams. Um, I'm glad this year is almost over. I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to going back to the Dean Dome and How's seeing the Carolina recruiting play. Class coming up? Carolina recruiting class, probably three or four in the country right now. It's yeah, good. And we're having everybody back. Every year it does. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, next year, I'm sure we'll be here talking about Kentucky and Duke. Uh, all back, you know, the Blue Buds will be back. Um, it's a weird year, but uh, I'm still having fun, and let's see let's see where we go with the brackets. So we don't have much in uh, on the West, the West region's first round. Let's talk a little bit about the East. We've got a few games in. Uh, LSU beat the Bonnies. My son's uh, alma mater, Colorado, beat the, the Hoyas, and Florida State beat UNC Greensboro. Uh, any any Michigan's going to win. They're up by like thirty. Keep yeah, an eye on. I hate to say this as a Gator fan, but keep an eye on Florida State. I think they could make a make a run here. I have them in the Sweet Sixteen. Well, I'll say this: I, it's hard, it's it's hard to imagine the Buffaloes having another lights out shooting game like that. And I can't tell whether the Colorado was that good or Georgetown was that bad today. But if there's one team that has blown me away this weekend, it was Colorado. They're athletic. They're, they can get in deep. They can shoot from the three. They're almost perfect at the free throw line. They had like their six. Defense, man. How about their defense? Their rotation yeah. on defense was insane. And they, yeah. they, I think they had seven guys knock down a I three. Mean, I mean, we watched, I mean, we've watched a lot of games up to this point in the tournament. We've had the games on nonstop since then. So I, we're not talking about this just because Georgetown, but. I mean, wow, that was the team that impressed me the most. They they don't look like a five seed, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, they were slick. They were moving. They were on point. Their shooting was unbelievable. Now, very good chance when you're talking about college kids that they come out of the next game and don't hit a single three-pointer. Yeah. But oof, they, they were impressive to How me. How many threes did they make in that game? I stopped counting at 16. Uh, yeah. I think it was, it was like, like over 7, 15. 17 yeah. or 18. 17 or 18. 18. Yeah. 11 in the first, the first half. 11 to 16. What was your thoughts and impressions about Jabari Walker for Colorado? Did um, you enjoy his, his well, uh, I mean, look, time on the court? He's a freshman. He's obviously very talented. Um, but, you know... I would have liked to have seen a really hard foul on him at some point in the game. Let me just is put that, that way. You, is that how you phrased well, it? Well, I might have had a little harsher words during the game. <laughs> you know, he took a, he took he, he got a, a flagrant one foul in the game, and he popped up, and he's got this. You know, look, he's got a shit eating grin on his face the whole <laughs> game. Saying. He had a shit eating grin on his, and and I just think a Patrick Ewing coach team might have found an appropriate time for a hard elbow to that grin, and High maybe you know, I'm not saying. 
hurt him so that he misses teeth. I think you are. I think you, you are. Well I think we were talking about missing teeth at one point. Yeah. Well, that might have been okay. Oh, that's so right. It was like heat of battle. You know, he's a young man. Uh, I think he should tone down a little the antics. He, he looks like he's going to be a talent. And, um, you know, good luck to him the rest of the way. But, man, somebody's going to take a shot at him at some point, and it's going to be deserved. <laughs> hey, before we move on, let me just give a shout-out to my son. Hey, Patrick Phelan, go Buffs. Oh, well, it sounds like that Buffs Florida State, based on what you're saying, Mel, because you like Florida State. It sounds like that Buffs Florida State game is going to be That's the game to watch in the next round. I think it's going to be a good really one. Yeah, that should, that Florida State's a good team. I've got well, the Buffs going in Florida State. And I'll tell you what, another good game is going to be is Wisconsin. They are the ones that impress me the most. Uh, obviously, they beat my Tar Heels, but they didn't just beat them. I mean, they humiliated them, they stomped them. Wisconsin lost four of six coming in to the to the tournament, and if that's any indication of how the Big Ten's going to be, you know they're they're going to go far. Uh, they play Baylor, and like I said, Baylor is still coming off of COVID. They still haven't gelled. Um, I think Baylor's vulnerable. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, and I am going to pick Wisconsin over Baylor. Uh, wow! Hey, Big wow. Twelve has not lost a game yet. Big Twelve's five and zero. Oh, absolutely. So what's uh, what's the score of the Iona? Alabama. So it's 33-32 at half. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, by the way, I have Rick Pitino put a little pressure on. Just in case. If Iona wins. I, I got a question. What, what does everybody think about the tournament, which we all know is, is fun and we've been talking about how much we love it, but what is the feelings with the minimal fans in the stands? Have you felt it watching the games? Definitely felt it. I, I think some teams would really be thriving on fans in the stands. I don't know that it's changed the game, but look, I, I think overall so far the NCAA has done a good job with it. I think CBS has done and all of its affiliates have done a good job with it, but it definitely feels a little off. Right, right. You're never going to have a Chris Weber moment in, in right. this year's tournament. Right. I think I think we're sensitized to it now because we've been in COVID for over a year and we're used to seeing empty stands. You know, the NBA bubble, there were no fans. There were no fans at most of the college yeah, basketball yeah, but, games. So I think that now it's almost like the normal, which is kind of scary. But think about that Oral Roberts win if that stadium had been packed with 20,000 people in there. I mean, the, the, the energy in that room rooting for Oral Roberts to pull off the upset would have been, would have been bananas. Yeah, I think it's a disadvantage to the – to the upsets, to the because the crowd always gets around right. the 12, 13 seeds if they're beating a you know a lower seed. Yeah, to not have that. But know, the but up. the lower seed you know blue bloods typically have lots of fans there and they thrive off that as well. So I mean, it could be neutralized. It's a uh, it's a shame. I hope this is the last year we do it. But I think we're just kind of normalized in watching very few fans at the NCAA tournament now. And and listen, I mean, we have to. Say there wasn't a tournament last year. That's right. I mean, yeah. we didn't have March Madness right. last year, so fortunately we've lost out on so many things this year. You forget about it, but we I didn't play the tournament. I think you could argue that Georgia Tech, you know, maybe they wouldn't have won, but they certainly were handicapped by losing Moses Wright, ACC Player of the Year, uh, and they went out early. Um, they were, you know, ACC champion in the tournament. They were poised potentially to make a run, and I think they're for sure attributed to one COVID. Well, let's go around the horn. Tell me your biggest disappointment so far. Well, I would say that my biggest disappointment has got to be Purdue. I I really thought that they were a a real decent team. I definitely had them at least going into the Sweet 16. And uh, North Texas, talk about teams that 
play tough teams or not during the year. North Texas doesn't play anybody. They're not in a tough conference. I, I found found that upset shocking. And uh, the Big Ten overall has been disappointing, but most of all, Purdue has disappointed me. Yeah. Nope. What do you got? <laughs> I think we all know. San Diego <laughs> State. Yeah. I mean, just didn't see that coming, obviously. Had them in the grade eight. You know, for me, my biggest disappointment so far has been Milt's picks, number one. <laughs> and Let's number two, Ohio State. I mean, can you believe Ohio State lost to Oral Roberts? This is crazy. Crazy. Picks were a one seed for most of the year. Unbelievable. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, obviously my personal disappointment are the, are the Hoyas. But beyond that, I mean, you know, look, we, we've said a bunch of them. I mean, Milt, for one, very disappointed in his performance. But... Uh, and, and San Diego State, Ohio State. I got to put North Carolina up there. I mean, I just, I know it was an eight, nine game. It wasn't, you know, it, they didn't come in with a lot of, a lot of, you know, expectations necessarily. Show Boy, they just didn't show up for no. the game. And that was a disappointment to me. Achilles heel for all years. The, they don't start fast in the first half and it really got them and they just, no way could turn it around. And Wisconsin was hot. But yeah, anytime a Roy Williams, North Carolina team loses in the first round, which, by the way, it's Roy's first loss ever in the first round. It's mm. 29 and 1. Mm. Wow. Um, it's it's disappointing. And I, mine is uh, kind of, I guess, ACC-related because it's Rick Barnes' team. Tennessee was one of the best teams in the SEC this year. They were peaking at tournament time. Uh, I thought a five-seed might even been a little bit high for them. And, and they got smoked by Oregon State. Yeah. So Oregon State was hot. Wow. But, you know, Oregon State, they won the Pac-12 championship. Um, and other than that, they would probably wouldn't have made the tournament. I just didn't I didn't see that one coming. And, you know, I would expect more of Rick Barnes. And I think that's got to be a massive disappointment in Knoxville. You've so, got to be disappointed as an ACC guy, too. I mean, the ACC yeah. is struggling. ACC, I mean, if, if we uh, do a quick look at the conferences, we got the Big Ten at 4-2. and two. SEC's at three and one, Pac 12's two and zero. USC and Drake are tied at half. ACC is two and four, Big East one and one, and Milk Big Twelve is undefeated. Undefeated. So I, you know, Big Twelve. And, and I don't think Virginia's that good this year. So well, and they got COVID. I got them losing well, to Ohio. Yeah, I, I have them losing to Ohio too. I think we were on the record last week as saying that, but I think Ohio wins that game. I think Virginia's. So we already talked that. about this. I think. I think the consensus is that we're most impressed with Colorado. Does anyone else have a team they're most impressed by so far? I, I think, yeah. I mean, Wisconsin to me, but I, I can give it to Colorado because I didn't expect that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, Although, the surprise has to be Oral Roberts, right? Right. I think that – listen, sorry, Milk, but I really think that's going to be this year's Cinderella. I think Oral Roberts is also going to beat Florida. Florida should I'm not. Have, I'm shocked you're picking against. The well, game. I listen. <laughs> they should not have won that game. Vir, oh, no. Virginia Tech choked that game away. Oh, I think yeah. we all know that there were some They're badly, mi- very questionable plays. You missed two, Virginia two Tech. free throws to even allow that three pointer at the end. Well, in the end, I think Oral Roberts will be dancing with Cinderella shoes. I'm not, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree. I could see Oral Roberts beating Florida. We're not that good this year. Bison, let's follow up on this uh, issue you had with, with Jabari Walker and move on to a, our segment on taunting versus celebrating and where do you draw the line? Well, you know, this is a tough one because you know, we want sports to be fun and, and there's energy and, uh, you know, electricity in sports and, and it's supposed to be full of passion. 
But, you know, to me, this is like, you know, it's like the Supreme Court said about pornography. You know it when you see it. Like, there's just, they're celebrating and they're celebrating with your teen. And then there's just crossing a line where, where you know, you're just kind of a dick at some point. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about Parker from Colorado. And, you know, he just sort of had, a, like I said, that smirk on his face. But you see this a lot. And I think... Uh, House, you you were the victim of this this week. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this week uh, the Sixers had a had a tough matchup against the Bucks, going back to back after a night after the Knicks. It's always tough to play back to back in the NBA. They were jacked up to play the Bucks without Embiid. It was a great game. The Sixers were leading for a long time, and then Giannis put the Bucks on his back and mounted a comeback. Um, the Sixers made an unbelievable three to tie it up at the end of the game, and it went into overtime. And in overtime, Giannis made an improbable shot. And after making the shot, a timeout was called. He ran back across the court. He sat down with a big shit-eating grin on his face, folded his arms to taunt the away fans, which are now attending games at the Sixers. Now, maybe I'm biased about it, but I was pissed off. And and Dwight Howard, basically in the postgame press conference, was like he wanted to throttle him. He wanted to just destroy uh, – he wanted to stone cold Steve Austin, Giannis. And I don't know how you guys feel about that. I don't know how you guys feel about what Giannis did. Is that just having fun? He said, I was just having fun. Or do you think that's taunting? Do you think that crosses the line? I don't know. I mean when I saw that, I, I compared that in my mind to when T.O. – came to the Dallas Star after a touchdown when he was with the Niners before he was a Cowboy and celebrated on the Star, and that was considered sacrosanct, and he got leveled by George Teague. That's right. You know, I, when, you, when you taunt on, a, on an opposing team's court sometimes, or football field, sometimes uh, it's, it's one too far. Right. I, I kind of see Giannis as being like Juju Smith-Schuster this past year. Improper. The taunt, you know, don't go out there and dance on the other team's logo. But they're both nice guys, and so maybe they get a pass this one time. But they, sh- they shouldn't do that. They just should not do it. Juju was such an idiot because he was doing it before the game even yeah. started. And then finally, and then you go out and have like two catches, right? Because they like get a target right. out right. of right. right. after you've you've, right. you've gone off for two hundred right. yards. I, I didn't like what Giannis did. I thought it was silly, immature, and just unprofessional. And it wasn't fun. It wasn't the celebratory. Thing, the thing that I that drives me crazy, and look, I, I I come down on the old school side. Like you know, you score a touchdown, hand the football to the official, and and walk away. And but it was you know, it's my team, uh, the team currently known as the Washington Football Team, that kind of started a lot of this with the with the group stuff, with the fun right. bunch uh, after the touchdowns, and that was one of the first like choreographed group things. Um, I, I think these choreographed things are so over the top. I mean, there's some creativity to them, and I get it. And, and look, at, at the end of the day, these are young men uh, or women, and if you're talking women's sports, that are having fun and trying to have a good time with it. But some of the choreography on it, it's just too thought out. It's too planned. It's just – it makes me want to how, – How about this one? How about if a Vikings player playing against Green Bay, in Green Bay, scores a touchdown – and then jumps up to do a Lambo leap well, into the end zone. Assume the risk. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they're having fun. I I, I really wonder where the where the line is drawn. I mean, Milk in the Super Bowl, 
right? There was a game earlier in the season when Kansas City beat the Bucks, and Tyreek Hill scored on a long pass yes. and – you know, about twelve long. Passes. That's yeah, true. <laughs> and he threw up the deuces to so say for the second touchdown for the to, right to our safety Winfield. Right, and then in the Super Bowl, Winfield got some payback. Absolutely, that's that's the point, though. It's like why you're you're adding mo- added motivation to the defense because he clearly remembered that and was like, "I'm going to go out there today and make sure he pays for that." And he played his ass off, and it comes back, it bites you in the ass inevitably. Yeah. Tyreek Hill yeah. was awful in the Super Bowl. He's, See, I think the line is, uh, to me, this is a perfect example. The line is the difference between a joyous celebration, which I think is okay. Like, I remember way back when to White Shoes Johnson, after he would score a touchdown on a kick return, and he would do that ridiculous dance. I mean, that was funny. It was fun. It was, as a kid, it was fun to watch that. Checking Love. in with the older Devil Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, the, the, but, but on the other hand, when Tyreek Hill scored that touchdown and like the guy fell down or he was just beaten he so badly beaten that Tyreek Hill was able to walk backwards up to the one yard line and then just stand there and like taunt the whole well, team he, he before doing the in. backflip into the end zone. But, I mean, he should have been punched. Right? Guy, I have a but certain amount of respect for anybody who can do a backflip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but there's a total yes. difference. With, like That is when you're actually taunting the other team. But if there's a celebration after right. a team scores a touchdown. And do, do your backflip as a celebration. Well, that's fine, but don't taunt. Don't taunt. Okay, but moving from a backflip to a backflip. Yeah, let's what, ask what the, do you think about that? Wow. Yeah, let's ask right, the baseball way. player at the table. So, wow. so I mean, our listeners should know that Chris Nace was a <laughs> collegiate baseball player. And you've had your share of baseball games, right? So I think you bring a little expertise to the table. When 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 you're, you know, when the Expos, I can't call them the Nationals. When the Expos, <laughs> when the Expos are playing the Phillies, and you know, one of the Phillies jacks one out and does a bat flip. What's your take on it? Well, so okay, so just for the record, too, I think I had more surgeries in college than plate appearances. So, That's okay. I still was around a lot of games. We'll leave it at that. You know, I think the bat flip is a perfect example of knowing it when you see it, right? There is a bat flip that is appropriate and is exciting. Yep. And 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 then there's a bat flip that's a bat flip up your ass, like, you know, suck it, other team, right? I mean, there. I'll bring it back up. I've seen to bring this up, this guy up every podcast now. Bryce Harper. Harper's first game back in D.C., he was, I mean, booed mercilessly. And then he hit a ball about 800 feet. And his bat flip on that was fairly, um, you know, in your face. It was in your face to the fans, not not really. And I think it was also, like, just pure emotion by him, too. That one was sort of over the top to me, but you understood it. There are guys who do the bat flips, and, and they do it in a way that it's fun, and they keep it towards their team. And then there's other ones you see, and you're like... Yeah, the next guy up's about to get one under his well, chin. What about Joey Bats? He's the worst. Well, he's the worst. He's the that's worst right. defender. That's, that's, he's the worst defender. What does he do? And he and the, you know what? His his own teammates don't like it because they're the ones who suck. They're the ones who are going to get the high heart when the next. He time. should be the one yeah. getting the one in the ear. Well, that's the one. That's a piece that I think I disagree with all you guys about because I think you guys have been on record in our prior conversation saying that if you're going to do the bat flip then either the next time that guy's up or somebody else on the team should expect a high, hard one inside, at the head, whatever. I don't think so. I th- First of all, I think the bat flip is okay. 
I like what Fernando Tatis does. I love his young energy with all of that. And guess what? If you threw a bad pitch, suck it. You know, I, why take the next player and threaten to injure him by throwing a high hard one? I got a problem with that. So you'd be okay with the pitcher after each strikeout doing a little Tiger Woods? Some of them do. Some of them do. Fight. Some of them do. Especially the relievers, you know, the setup guy in the eighth inning after he strikes the strikes out the side, he's pumping the fist. Like, uh, some of them do. Sure. But there's two types of bat flip. Right. T- t- there's right. a noxious bat flip and there's like, it's kind of, hey, I'm happy, I'm flipping it, whatever. But then, you know, you know, you, you know it when you see it. You right. know it when yeah, you see it. Right. Slow, right. You see it. the guy's walking to first. It's Staring the, at the pitcher. It, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, so, so Big Poppy, I think, is a perfect example of a fun backflip. Big Poppy right. would do a backflip and no one would be pissed off. Yeah. Every right. time Joey Bats does a backflip, the whole other team is mad. And I think some of his own teammates are mad because they know. They're about to get one in the ribs. Well, that, that also brings up the next question, too. And, and, Toby, you make a good point. I mean, look, baseball in particular needs to find a way to harness the energy, the fun. You know, uh, Harper used to wear the hat that said, make baseball fun again. And, and that's true. And, and these celebrations and things do bring energy to the game, particularly for the, the, home, uh, the home crowd. But you could, you know, what about the unwritten rules then? You know, there's what's wrong with... Okay, you know, I think in baseball, at least, it comes down to are you showing up the other team? Are you showing up the pitcher? It's the same thing when a guy walks slowly around the bases or admires the ball as it goes out of the park, you know, for a little too long. And and that's when you see, you know, the pitcher take it and, and put the next one in the guy's ribs or something. And agree with you, nobody wants to see anyone get hurt. Head hunting isn't okay. You know, pitchers know that if they're going to, they're supposed to know if they're going to throw at someone, you just put it in their shoulder and their back, right? I mean, where, yeah, it's going to, it's going to hurt. It's going to leave a mark, but you hit someone in the back with a baseball. It's not going to end their career. They're not going to probably miss time from that. Um, so there are these, you know, unwritten rules. I mean, I, I to your point about um, uh, your center, the, uh, what's his name? Howard, Dwight Howard. I would like to have seen Dwight Howard go tackle that guy. Right. I mean, you know, it, and and that can build camaraderie and energy for your own team when someone stands up to that. Like when T.O. did it in Dallas, and who did you say went over and, and George Teague? Yeah, I mean, level for Teague, right? I mean, that's what he should have done. You know, protect the the not on our star. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, how about the time uh, this past year when Joe Kelly threw at threw at someone? Joe Kelly, the pitcher for the yeah. Dodgers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He with the Red Sox. He threw yeah. at someone and then pouted from the mound at him like, Yeah. It's awesome. That was great. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, there is a line. There, There is a line that gets crossed um, when it's a taunting in a way that's intended to take it beyond the pale. And I, I think... You know, it can get into some dangerous situations in sports where, where players really are going to get hurt for payback. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I, I, I want to amend my statement. I don't think you should be throwing at a guy's head. I don't think by saying I'll get one in the ear, that's wrong. I think you throw at the ribs and the back, and that's where you leave it. Yeah. yeah. So just want to update yeah, our listeners. Update. Even this is this is going to be this history. Is this is going to be history. But for us right now, we've got a seesaw battle back and forth Creighton is holding 63-62 with 15 seconds to go. UCSB will have the ball and will give you the final, even though you already know it. But this is what we're living right now. We are living large. 
How are my gals doing? How are my gals doing? I think we all picked one. Did we all pick Santa Barbara? The gals are winning by one. We didn't all pick Santa Barbara. I picked Santa Barbara. They're down by one. I picked Santa Barbara too. I picked Santa Barbara. I picked Santa Barbara to Craig Kelly. Well, Craig, at least you know one person here was loyal to you. So, you know, you find out a lot about your friends during these tournament games and. Who's loyal to you? Who picks picks with you? Well, and some straight. people smile with you and say, "Oh yeah, I think you're going to win that game too." And then you find out later they didn't pick you in a single one of their <laughs> 22 brackets they submitted. Sorry, Shaq. There's a lot of turncoats. Here. My, a lot of turncoats. My favorite part of the last day has been Rooster saying that, encouraging all these teams, UNC, Georgetown, and then secretly showing me his bracket. <laughs> the other team. <laughs> A real Benedict Arnold. Georgetown's got this, man. Oh, yeah, picked, Nace, you got Colorado. this. Yeah, you got this, Nace. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'm just trying to be nice to my friends while I pick with my head. Right. Uh-huh. 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 It appears that Creighton won. When, Whoa. When USCB missed a layup at the buzzer. Whoa. Shout out to Craig Kelly. You wanted the shout out. Here you go, buddy. Craig Kelly and the Creighton Blue Jays. Don't worry. A Blue Jay is still not going to be part of my background yet, Craigie. Anything else on taunting? No. it's. By the way, I think the last thing you'd say about taunting, too, by the way, is your perspective changes drastically if it's your team. Exactly. Yeah, in that case, it's just good, clean, fun celebration. Right. If it's the other team, somebody needs to take out those MFers right away. Right. Right. By, by the way, there was a fair amount of taunting here at this table last night, as I recall. Oh, there was right. some taunting last night. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. NCAA men's basketball March Madness plus liquor equals a lot of taunting. It was unclear if there was going to be an episode nine of the SMQ we won't, after last night. We won't get into last night. It's a good thing nobody had a baseball. Or our, or yeah. our gambling picks. It's yeah. a good thing there's no audio or video of last night. Yeah, no video at all. <laughs> all right, well, I guess it's... Uh, it's that time. It is. It's time for Punchable Face of the Week. Come on, man. And we have someone who probably deserves more than a punch in the face this week. And it, it's, you know, it's not funny, and so I don't want to make light of this. But yesterday, I mean, we've, we've obviously talked about the Oral Roberts upset of Ohio State. Um, and, and a young man on the, on the Ohio State team, uh, EJ Lydell or, or Little, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but I think it's Lydell, um, who had a heck of a game, by the way. I think he had 24 points, like 13 rebounds, five assists, had a big game. He had a chance um, in regulation to hit uh, – he had a 1-1. One, one. He missed the front end. It would have made it a three-point game if he made the first one, obviously four-point game if he made them both. And he missed the front end, and eventually the game goes into uh, overtime. And at that point, you know, we know we know what happens in overtime with Oral Roberts winning. So today – we wake up and we have news that he got some just really horrific, uh, terrible messages sent to him. I'm, I'm unclear if they were texted to him or if they were on, you know, some social media platform, but death threats, um, all sorts of racist taunts and racist language that we won't, we won't even say here. 
and just really um, over the top, terrible things. You know, don't come back to Ohio State. Everybody here hates you. That sort of stuff. And I think what was to me personally, I'm, going, was to, almost, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, death threats. Yeah, flat, flat out death threats. Yeah. And and I think what was to me what was really the most heartbreaking to read about it was his. You know, he posted them. He shared them on his Instagram. Uh, feed and and he just commented. He said, "What did I do to deserve this? You know, I'm just a human." Uh, and I, I just think this stuff is like, you know, it's so over the top. I mean, these are young men and women playing these games. We can have a whole nother conversation about the exploitation of these athletes by the NCAA and 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 what they, you know, the amount of money involved that they don't really uh, uh, partake in. But at at the end of the day, these are 19, 20, 21 year old kids playing a game. Yeah, they're playing at a high level and there's a lot of money at stake. And, and watching this kid play, he, he looks like he has a future playing professionally. And I hope he does. Um, but if you are going on somebody's feed, and first of all, if you're sending a death threat, you, you get more than a punch in the face right away. But, but to go on a feed because of a basketball game and taunt and abuse and and, I mean, this is abuse. This is abuse. Yeah. And I guarantee you one thing about whoever it was. And Ohio State reported this to the police, and hopefully they'll find the person. Was it uh, one person somehow. or multiple? I don't know. I'm there not sure. About I think multiple. it was multiple reports at this point. I think the death threats were one. He posted multiple accounts. Yeah, I think so. And, and hopefully they find the people. But I guarantee you that the people who did this probably have dicks that resemble a golf pencil. <laughs> probably, wow. probably, probably, you know, are, lack the coordination. That's to my best golf shoes, club, by the way. You know, to, lack the, the coordination wedge. to tie their shoes in the morning. Certainly wouldn't be there hitting a free throw in an NCAA college basketball tournament game with everything on the right. line like and that. And wouldn't dare strength. say it to this guy's face. And certainly I mean, wouldn't say it to this guy's pulverized. face. I mean, these are, you know, probably physically but certainly mentally and emotionally, these are small, small, small people to do this. I mean, just get a fucking get a life. life. Get, get a life. A life. Get a life. life. Yeah. Well, if that's what you decide to do, so anybody, and, and not just people going after this kid, but anybody out there, if you ever feel the need when an athlete screws something up for your team, if you ever feel the need to to go at them on social media, then guess what? You're the punchable face of the week this week. Just back off, enjoy sports for what it is, and don't be a fucking asshole. What is, how scary are these people? Here, here. He was their leading scorer in the game. He had 14 rebounds, uh, (laughs) 23 points. And they're going after this guy, and he's not the one. He's not the one who took the ill-advised final shot in regulation. It was step back. It was Washington and didn't make it. And he's not the one who missed a wide open three at the end of overtime. He's not the one. And no no matter what, nobody deserves it. Not Dwayne Washington. Nobody. And the, the thing is, I guarantee you, at the heart of all of these messages is a gambling loss. I guarantee you that. And that's what's really sad about it is these people with the sickness that they're spending money on a stupid entertainment college sports game are now going to take out their hate over losing a bet on this kid, like you said. Uh, you well said, Bison. Well said. Too. You know what? That, that, um, that kid, you don't think he's going to lose sleep over missing that shot? 
for, for a long time yes, anyway. Exactly. He needs some schmuck coming on and taunting him and giving him death threats like that. I mean, this is a competitor. The amount of time and energy and hours he spends working at that, and you know, he knows he missed that free throw. And we look, everybody knows that there's so many points in a game that could change the outcome of it. To put it on one free throw is is over stupid. the top. It's stupid. But I guarantee you he's gonna think about that. Yeah, and funny. you know, for for this kid, if he ever hears this, I hope he knows, you know, he played a hell of a game, he's a hell of a competitor, and to and go back and you know, hold your head up high. You're going to be one heck of a player. We got your back, EJ. And, and yeah, we, we got your back here, buddy. Well, well said. said. Well said. Punch both of those guys or Bam. anyone. Right in the smacker. Well, it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun week. It'll, I'll really look forward to being back with you guys on the next podcast to see how our continued picks go. Um, and I think we're going to have a lot to talk about next week on some, uh, developments in the NFL too. I just want to remind you guys too, you know, we, we talked a little bit about our antics last night and we all made a pledge to each other. I don't know if all of you remember it. We did. But after episode 50, we're getting all, we're going to get the SMQB's tattoo. Yeah. I might not mention that to my wife, but I otherwise we're good. Was episode 100. I'm not sure what you mean by Episode 50, I think. I'm not sure what you mean by I don't recall that moment. <laughs> I'm hoping that by that point I've got a bicep a bicep to put it on. By the way, Iona is giving Alabama everything they can handle. Yeah, let's get to it. We they are. are. Any little speed round uh, to wrap it up here today? To, what, are there any uh, scores we need to be mindful of as, as we take it out here? Well, I, I have a little speed round item. Breaking news. The Giants just upended the balance of power in the NFC East by signing Kenny Galladay. For four years. I'd like to congratulate Kenny Gallagher for, guaranteeing s- for third. fleecing the Giants yeah, for $72 million. It's a lot of money. I don't know how he did it. $40 million guaranteed. But congratulations, Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. That makes, yeah. That makes the, uh, the $34 million contract Curtis Samuel got yeah. from Washington look pretty good. I, I feel like we won that battle right I'm there. I'm not sure if Gallagher played last season. Prior to that, the Giants signed John Ross and then said, oh, we still need a wide receiver. Now the NFC the NFC least got better this week. The Cowboys signed Dak, the Foreskins or whatever you want to call them. The what what TFs? Um, they really fortified their team. Um, Fitzmagic can probably work with them, but but Curtis Samuel's a big time big time signing there. And Galladay is no joke, and I think it changes the fortunes of their draft. They're no longer taking a receiver at at twelve. 11, and now they're going to get some defensive help, and so I'm looking forward to the Eagles getting the number yeah. one overall pick next year. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think the Giants may take Sertain or, or definitely an edge rusher. Well, Sertain won't be there, assuming the Cowboys are still picking uh, ahead of you. I don't, People are saying that the Cowboys are going to go offensive line now, right? They need to shore up their defense. That's where they should be focused. Jerry, if you're listening, Steven, defense. I don't ask for much, but I am praying that the Eagles take a quarterback. I cannot explain we why both to have an emergency podcast for that if it happens on, I, on draft day. Yes. They, yes. they sent both their offensive coordinator and their quarterback coach to the pro day for Trey Lance, who happens to go to the same college as Carson Wentz. Oh, I have no going. idea. We're I have no idea. So going, going well. This, this sounds amazing. good. Yes. <laughs> Good week. Right, it was a good guys, week. Right. Great time hey, here. Great time. Good seeing everybody. Hopefully everybody else is getting back to, you know, getting close to going back to normal and, and getting together because uh, this is fun. Next time we're together, we'll have a Final Four. 
That's yeah, right. that's right. It's going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah. Will it be chalk or will it be uh, the Cinderella? We'll see. We'll, we'll know soon. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right, all right, all right, see you. Good time. Yeah. See you.